What's going on? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good, brother. Good. Uh, you're live on the new Nerd Nation Entertainment Broadcast. Pleasure to have you on. Thank you, brother. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Top of the morning to you, bro. So um, we, um, I, I reached out to you because I've been, uh, I was thinking about how in my heyday, I would um, be around DJs a lot. You know, and trying to be the bar star or things of that nature. And I was thinking about it. I was like, man, I can't believe I've never covered that topic. So I was like, who can I reach out to that's top DJ? And and I thought of you, Will. So thanks for being on, man. I love it. I appreciate uh, you thinking of me. Top DJ. I like that. Yeah, yeah. You know where I got that from? You seen? Uh, you ever seen Southbound Down? Uh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. There's this episode where they're in the cafeteria and this uh, Russian dude comes in and he's like, I'm going to be top DJ. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so hilarious. But um, but yeah, man. So let's let's take it back a little. Uh, let's go back to your childhood. When was it that you first ever had an inkling that you wanted to be a DJ? Uh, you know, I wouldn't say it really started in my childhood, though I did play instruments growing up. I played the drums and I played guitar and I thought I was going to be in a band and I, I was in a band growing up. Like, uh, we do, uh, like rock music. I was really into artists like Incubus and, um, Taking Back Sunday. And I kind of fell away from music. I played baseball in high school and later in college and thought that was going to be my calling and it didn't end up panning out and I kind of bounced around from a few different things and then I was dating this girl and we went to EDC uh do you know what EDC is uh I I believe so but could you say it for the viewer's sake yeah, absolutely. So EDC is Electric Daisy Carnival. It's this giant music festival in Vegas. It's, I would say, arguably the biggest music festival in North America. Yeah, They have eight stages. Around 200,000 people go each year, and they just have all the biggest artists. And I went with her. I had gone to a couple small shows here and there and started to get the feel for like DJing and electronic music. But going to EDC was just a whole other animal. You come walking into the the uh, Las Vegas Speedway, and when you come in through like the entrance, you you enter in and you just see out across there, and there's just like hundreds of thousands of people. There's all these huge stages and production. There's fireworks going off. There's um, carnival rides. There's people like 
shooting like there's like flame uh throwers and stuff and just like bunch of crazy stuff and uh that's awesome and uh yeah i was hooked immediately and i uh i just really fell in love with the music the uh the scene it's a very open place where uh it's very accepting of all people and just really enjoyed it and um I but even then I initially so so I, was it something that initially was it something that you w- really wanted to do or is it something that you toyed around with and then people were like yo bro you're actually kind of dope you should do this what was the say, um what was the thing yeah I would say toyed around with for sure nice um, and just messed around with it and um. I, I think I let that little voice in my head that said, you can't do it, get get in the way too much, you know? Right. It was just like, no, it's, that's like, that's too, uh, it's unattainable. Like, I, I can't get there. And then people just kept getting into my ear. And they're like, you need to, this is something you need to do. You need to pursue this. And finally, I started pursuing it. That's awesome. And you're doing a good job at it, too. What, um, how, how many hours a day do you say that you put into your craft? Yeah, so I try to do uh, three to four as the minimum. I usually do about two hours of production and two hours of DJing. And uh, I would like to do more, but I am working a a couple jobs as well. Um, But yeah, I would say about four hours is the average. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Um, when, When you first started, how long did it take to where you were getting in a state of flow where you felt like you actually could do this? So DJing, I came a little bit quicker. I think DJing is a little bit easier to pick up compared to the music production side of it. Sure. Um, uh, DJing, I would say after maybe, um, maybe like 50, 60 hours, I started to really feel comfortable with it and have some fun with it. You know, you start getting really excited and you're like, all right, I'm, I can't wait to get home and DJ. Cause initially it's, you know, it's, it's almost like learning a new language. And, and when you're trying to speak a new language that you don't know, it's, uh, it's very, uh, you know, it's off putting. It's not very fun, but once you start getting the hang of it, you're like, okay, I'm starting to get this, you know? Uh, but with music production, it took significantly longer. I would say probably, maybe 400 hours before I started being like, all right, I'm I'm really getting into the flow and enjoying this and feeling like I can make something. Now, now a lot of times when I was on the scene, you know, DJ would always tell me and not just tell me, but you could see the frustration in the DJ um, because, you know, you got tons of drunk people coming up to you. Hey, can you play this song? Can you play this song? And and then they may be so drunk, they don't think you're giving them attention, you know, this and that. And they would get frustrated with that stuff. I mean, does that happen for you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it seems like everyone always thinks they know the best song. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, <you> know? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because it's like if you took any other situation – like, say you were a mechanic and somebody came to you and they're like, hey, I need you to fix my car. And then when you're fixing it, they're like, I think you need to do it this way or you need to do it that way. You'd be like, man, you brought the car to me. Right. So it's funny because I'll get hired to DJ 
And then people will be like, you should do it this way. You should do it that way. I'm like, you realize you did hire me to DJ. Like, this is what I do for a living. True. And yeah, you're trying to tell me how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. What What is your number one requested song? Currently, currently, currently. Yeah. 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 I'm talking after pandemic. What, what is the most requested song that people are like, oh, I need this in my life? You know, from the women, it's WAP. It's oh, okay. WAP. Yeah, for sure. Everybody wants that one. Of course. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, with guys, I mean, guys, it seems like anything Travis Scott or Drake or something like that. Yeah. There's a lot of Drake, man. Lots it's a lot of Drake. Of Drake. I, I know people who hate Drake so much. <laughs> and it's like, how can you hate on him? You know? Yeah, He's doing sure. his thing. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, that's hilarious. Now, um, being on the scene, uh, I'm sure you're offered all sorts of stuff. You're offered (laughs) maybe drugs, maybe alcohol, this and that. Um, But you gotta you gotta maintain your cool. So, what do you do to um, to like kind of not be awkward but still go with the flow? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Well, there's a lot of DJs that just take whatever's offered to them Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you can get away with it for a little bit, but if you're trying to pursue it as a career, it's going to be very difficult for you to be consistently, uh, uh, getting really drunk or doing drugs. Definitely. Um, so for me, I just try to play cool and, uh, you know, I find if you're the life of the party without drugs and and drinking, then people kind of leave you alone. Uh, you know, because you're already bringing that energy. So I try to just bring that energy like I'm here to party. Let's have some fun. And uh, I don't need any drugs or alcohol um, to continue having having fun, you know. Amen. Now, now, again, with the scene, I'm sure you're on there and you got a drunk fool coming up to you and trying to touch your equipment. What, what what do you do so you don't get so triggered like what is your what's your response time on that yeah i i definitely try to catch them right as they're uh getting to it you know mm-hmm. like if they're coming up to my equipment and um i try to be friendly initially but sometimes you do have to be stern with people definitely um, but if you can if you can get your point across that you know this equipment is expensive and they they shouldn't be messing with it generally they do uh they do understand that yeah for sure plus i you know you're not just playing at hole in the walls you know you're actually yeah. doing like high class events and stuff like yeah. that so i think the vibe is totally different <laughs> yeah absolutely there's definitely a difference between uh playing like a backyard uh party where people can have very easy access to you compared to a club where you're up on a stage and uh it's <laughs> people can't really get to you as, as easily for sure yeah now now what which do you prefer do you are you cool with a hole in the wall here and there or do you yeah. you try to keep it uh keep it classy i mean i definitely prefer the bigger venues the bigger parties of uh, course those ones you have a bigger control. check. <laughs> yeah, bigger check. Yeah, that definitely never hurts. No doubt. Uh, yeah, but you definitely have more control, too. It's mm-hmm. less of the... Though you're going to read the crowd and, and try to uh, cater to them, it's less of people asking you what to play. Um, and, 
you're more in charge like people come to see you whereas with the smaller events you're generally being booked because you are a dj you know and so it's more like they can they can ask you requests more and, and ask you to cater them a little bit more and as a dj and an artist i i really want to go put my spin on it and show you what i can do and, and what what type of music i'm really into right now i think that's the beauty of it nice now, when the first, when the pandemic first started going on, uh, were you kind of feeling distraught by, you know, what is my next move on how I um, endure this venture? Yeah, absolutely. I I let it get to me a little bit too much and didn't pursue as much as I should have. Probably, uh, it was a definitely a learning experience. I think for not just for me but for everyone. Um, when you just have your livelihood taken away from you. Um, yeah, so initially I, I definitely kind of was like, I'm just going to kick back and play video games until this whole thing is over. But as time started <laughs> going by, you start realizing like, yeah, this thing's not at the time True. soon. So I had to get a little more creative and start doing some live streams. And I worked on music a lot more and uh, try, you just try to figure out a way around it, you know? Um, but I'm definitely grateful that everything's opening back up because it's it's crazy right now, crazy busy. Yeah, I'm um I'm not trying to name drop, but I'm actually uh you know cool with Sophie Tucker. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I do, yeah. I know but Sophie Tucker. it was so cool. Like when the pandemic first went down, they went in their backyard and just started live streaming and DJing like all day. And I yeah. thought I thought that was so genius uh, by them. Yeah, you yeah, know. absolutely. They I think they blew up a little bit just from the uh, excuse me, just from the uh, from those live streams. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. I mean, they already had um, they were making moves with Apple and stuff like that, but they I think that was their um, catapult, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think they were doing some stuff already, but I think they were one of the ones that took advantage of a bad situation, really handled it well, and were able to make something good out of it. Definitely, definitely. Now, what do you think about doing something like that? Do you see yourself, um, you know, doing something like that where you're just DJing all day and kind of getting the fans involved? Yeah, I've done some live streams. Uh, I was doing a lot more during quarantine, and I've kind of gotten away from them. Yeah. So I should probably get back into it. Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to. I, it seemed like they were uh, kind of like taking requests a little bit and getting people involved, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's important. You know, I just had this conversation with uh, my homie. You know, the reason The Rock is successful because he made it about the people, you know? And I think as an artist, you know, there people are so gung-ho on trying to make it or make the next move that they forget that. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's important to incorporate the people. Yeah, it's, uh, it's got to be about them as much as it is about you. Amen. Uh, and you, and you got to let them join the journey with you, you know? Like, they don't want to just see you at the top when you're DJing at the big festivals. They want to join you on that journey as you struggle up the mountain trying to claw your way up, you know? Definitely, definitely. 
Now, you just had me thinking, what, uh, speaking of mountains, what do you do to uh, stay in shape? Or do you you travel a lot? You work out? Does DJing alone do it for you? What's your What's your niche? No, I, I definitely work out. Um, I work out pretty consistently at the gym. It's uh, been something that's stuck with me ever since playing baseball. And I usually do five days a week with uh, weights. I do pretty heavy weight training. So my cardio is not very good, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't like cardio. I don't know why. It's good for you. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> do you. Do you feel that that helps, though, when you're, when you're staying in shape, uh, being a DJ? Or do yeah, you think absolutely. it matters? Um, you think you, you know, can kind of be a big dude and be like, hey, I'm going to bust these keys? Yeah, I think most people that I meet in the scene don't necessarily take the best care of themselves, mm-hmm. um, whether that's being a little bit uh, overweight or being underweight is more often I see. Amen. But I think um, I think not just in DJing, but just in life in general, if you can take care of your body and uh, eat healthy foods and, and also take care of your mind with things like meditation and... Uh, stuff like that it's gonna help you be able to bust out those long days you know if you're sitting in the studio for 12 hours but you're crushing um not uh taking time to yourself it's gonna really catch up to you right right now do you slack ever yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was gonna say you can't be to the t all the time my baby (laughs) yeah yeah, for sure yeah um i go through cycles i would say there's cycles where you know i go for a month where i have a great schedule i'm I'm working out i'm eating healthy i'm getting a lot of time in at the studio and then there's other times where i'm out djing and just staying out at after and sleeping in late and not getting to the gym and not eating as healthy. And uh, I think it's about not beating yourself up when you get to those points. True. And just getting back up on it and, and trying to get back on track. Yeah, man. I, I, ne- I, I try to stay pretty healthy, and I uh, never drink sodas. But I was having a day, and I was like, man, I'm going to have a Coke and a smile. You know, <laughs> like that literally went through my head and I got a Coca-Cola and I was all good. Yeah, know? absolutely. But I, I think it's good to treat yourself. You know? Yeah, yeah. You can't, uh, you, you got to be your own parent, but you can't be like a strict parent. You know, like you got to have a little bit of leeway for yourself. Amen. Now, what's about um, a girlfriend? Do you, uh, have you had one when you've been on the road? Or do you kind of yeah. keep your options open? Um, I was dating a girl for a pretty long time. I was dating her for about four years, and things just didn't end up working out. And since then, I've really enjoyed being single and being alone and having time to myself. Um, it can get a little difficult at times to balance that responsibility of being a good boyfriend and being a uh you know, caring about the relationship that you're in and also trying to pursue what you want to pursue. And uh, I I think I've also kept some women at arm's length since then because I'm like, I just don't want to dive back into it until I feel really comfortable with where I'm at in my career and, and ready to open that door. Um, I think it's important to not 
just jump into relationships because you're lonely or because you, you know, just you want that companionship. I think if you can really hone in on what you want in your life and get crystal clear about that, um, then you can, can start finding a good relationship for yourself. Amen. Amen. I like that, man. You got a lot of wisdom, Will. You're you're <laughs> you're amazing. You're you're so young but so brilliant. You know. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. What um, what do you say to DJs out there that aren't DJs yet, but you know they bang their pots and pans here and there, and they're thinking about it. What what do you have advice for them? Get out and network. That's my biggest one. Um, I stayed in the bedroom DJing and was scared to get out there and it hindered my growth as a DJ. And once I started getting out there and meeting other people and meeting other DJs, it really started to expand for me and, uh, and just learn to talk to people, man. It's it's definitely a people person industry. You are, it's going to be difficult for you if you don't get comfortable introducing yourself and, and talking to strangers because um, you got to be your own biggest uh, supporter. You know, you got to get out there and, and be like, this is who I am. This is what I do and own it. Uh, because until then you're just a bedroom DJ. Now, now hey, speaking of how many times does someone te- uh, sell you a false dream? Cause I feel like it happens a lot in the industry. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been pretty lucky with that. I haven't had too many issues, but I definitely have seen situations like that. Or And I have had one where somebody kind of told me that they had these connections and that they were going to be able to do these things for me, and it, it really didn't pan out at all. And um, I think if you're just – you try to be cognizant of it, but um, you want to – well, I, I would think you want to kind of just baseline trust people and give yes. people that trust. In I agree. Because if you focus, you. whatever you focus on magnifies. Yeah. You know, so I, I feel like if you focus on that, it's more of an issue. Yeah, definitely. And you can't can't commit. It's a, it's a tough industry for sure. And there's some uh, shady people in it. Definitely. But if you come at it with good intentions, you'll attract people with good intentions as well. Amen. Now, do you uh, do you see yourself doing this even when you're 60, 70? <laughs> I don't know about 60. I think maybe, <laughs> maybe 50 or 55 is maybe where I tap out. But I don't know, man. I love it. And uh, I think I'm only getting started with the, my journey. And I was actually telling you earlier when we spoke, I just got signed to a management company that has some really big connections. I know. I think, That's uh, huge, bro. I'm I'm yeah. happy for you. Congrats. Thank you, man. Yeah. I'm excited. I think I'm just getting started here. Yeah. No, it's good. You're gonna go far, man. I, I know it when I see it, you know, and you definitely <laughs> got the it factor. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. So yeah, man, I, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, in closing um, I wanted to talk about actually DJing overseas. Um, do you see that as a thing in closing? Do you see that with the pandemic going on, yada, yada? Um, is that going to hinder you, you think? 
So I don't have any experience DJing overseas at this point, but I don't think that is going to be too much of a hindrance. I know there's some places that are a little bit crazy right now, like Australia, um, I think has uh, some difficulty bringing in people. But the electronic music scene and DJing in general is huge, especially in Asia um, and other parts of the world. So I don't see it really slowing down. And I think it's only going to get bigger and bigger. Um, I think the United States has such a uh, so much leverage in how the world works in general. And it seems to get more and more popular here. And I'm sure the whole world is just going to continue to follow suit. True. That's valid. That's valid. Will, man, thank you so much. I have you, you know, just so you know, I have you in my phone as Will I am. So if that doesn't <laughs> tell it for you, bro, I wish you all the best, man. You're, you're awesome. <laughs> thank you, Hank. I that, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt, man. Uh, good luck on your journey. Uh, we support you. I support you. Um, anytime, man, reach out. Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, for sure. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. Take care. All right. Bye.